Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And this is your Who's There episode number 13, 33. 33, yeah. I don't know why we still say episode numbers as if it matters. It's worthless. But this week, we have a lot of calls to take because we were away. Mm -hmm. Um, We we heard a lot of feedback, including one from uh, Bobby's nemesis, (laughs) uh, who (laughs) apparently is going to remain Bobby's nemesis. Oh, God. I haven't... Let's talk about it. I forgot to pull up the tweets. Um, let's just uh, let's just go right to it. Um, if you recall, a little catch up for those who maybe missed the episode. Bobby considers Jesse Tyler Ferguson to be his nemesis for reasons being I don't like him and I think he's a bad actor, which are fair reasons. He tweeted and deleted almost instantly. So within seconds of me getting the notification that Jesse Tyler Ferguson had tweeted at me, the tweet was gone. And what it said was, he said, God, at Bobby Finger, a friend pointed me to your podcast. Glad to know I'm your arch nemesis. Your reasons are dogmatic, but valid, I suppose. And then he said one out of one. I don't understand. Was the... Was the one out of one, like, one tweet out of one tweet? Like, he was going to go on a tweet storm? Or did he mean, like, no, I don't know what else he could have meant. So what I said in response was, well, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to respond to this because I shouldn't just let this sit there because this is too good. So I responded, honestly, all my irrational dogmas are such a blood pressure raising burden. Did you like the podcast? Which was clearly a joke. Like, did you like the podcast was clearly a joke. No, so- you said to me, what should I say? And I said, ask him if he liked the podcast. <laughs> um, Duh. So basically, here's, he, before I go on, here's the thing. So when this happened, uh, maybe it's because I'm naive. Um, maybe it's because I have a terrible memory. When he said this, I was like immediately humiliated because I didn't even read his initial tweet as angry because in my mind, the way that I spoke about this um, characterization of Jesse Taylor Ferguson as my nemesis was very pathetic. And it was. So I re-listened to the whole thing. And it, like I, I, I prefaced the entire thing with, this is really pathetic. And this is really silly. But like I have a whole complex when it comes to successful gay men. Blah, 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 blah. Jesse Tyler Ferguson is one of those people who needs to earn my respect. And so far he hasn't. Right. So like really the whole thing was a self own on my behalf. Uh... But then what I had forgotten was that I literally (laughs) think so. What I had forgotten was that I had literally said the words, I think he's a bad actor and not funny. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, anyway, so he responded to that uh, with things like. Martha and I are actually friends. You'll have to rethink your reasoning. All other points are valid. Kissy emoji. And then he included a photo of he and Martha trying to brine a turkey. And I was like, well, now that I know you're friends with Martha, you're officially my enemy. Um, and now my Tuesday's terrible. I just got to say, if we um, if we wanted to make a podcast about being friends with celebrities, it w- our podcast would not be called Who Weekly. It would be called Hey, we love celebrities. Come talk to us. Celebrities, we love you. It would be called, Hey, we're People Magazine. <laughs> I would be good. He goes, Ha ha ha. At least your reasonings have a somewhat more grounded base. Happy to help. Um, and I thought that was the end of it. 
And then he directly responded to the original question of me saying, but did you like the podcast? (laughs) And he goes, he like circles back and he says, wait, you are going to ask me if I like the podcast where you laid out how much you hate me? I lived for it, Batman. And then I said, great, just wanted to make sure. And that was the end of our reaction. Uh, our interaction and i'm sure that's gonna be but also like holy defensive jesse tyler ferguson like how many tweets do we need like a photo of you and martha a photo of this a photo like that was just a lot of response for somebody who tweeted and deleted originally it was a lot of response but you know what i liked it as Lindsay, as we always say Lindsay, as we always say what do we want our fans to do our listeners we want them to talk to us on our social channels and Jesse Tyler Ferguson did. We got exactly what I we know. wanted. I'm so glad that our fans, including our number one fan, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, <laughs> number one Who Weekly fan, reached out to us through our social channels. He's a I listener. I could not be more thrilled. Definitely a listener. Definitely adding that to the list of listeners who are famous. Uh, thank you I so mean, much, Jesse I mean, we could honestly put it in our bio, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I lived for it. Jesse Taylor Ferguson <laughs> on the Who Weekly I'm, podcast. I'm going to. I'm going to. I lived for it. Batman, Jesse Taylor Ferguson on the Who Weekly podcast. You will say that. They want to know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Hey. I want to be famous. We have to keep going. We cannot talk about Jesse Taylor Ferguson for half an hour. Although, yes, I could. Welcome to the Jesse Tyler Ferguson podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Weber. (laughs) Uh, I'm playing the first call. Lindsay, I can't believe you called Grizabella ugly. Grizabella is a fucking glamour cat, okay? Thanks. (laughs) So good. It's so good. I've never seen cats, so I can't have a comment here. But Lindsay, do you have a response? I've seen cats like three times. I was like seven, eight, and nine years old when I saw them. And my comment is, uh, but I will say, did you see, the speaking of this, did you see the photo of when uh, Kourtney Kardashian took Northwest? Oh, yeah. And, and, and North was like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kourtney Kardashian took Northwest um, and her other kids. <laughs> Sorry. North is not her kid, but North she took her kids. North isn't her kid. She took... Penny, and Penelope, Mason. and Mason, and North to see cats, and the, they took a photo with the entire cast. And not only do they look miserable, Grizabella's um, not touching them. Grizabella's like very far off in the picture, and Nicole Scherzinger, you can tell, is like kind of mad or just like not thrilled to be there with Kim Kardashian spawn. Well, I couldn't tell if it was um, uh, Nicole Scherzinger not wanting to be near the Kardashians or not wanting to be like being like very isolated from the rest of the cast. Like it's, I don't know, it's but hard she did to interpret not look that. Like a, she did not look like a glamour cat. I'll tell you that she's she's like she's several feet away from everyone else. <laughs> it's insane. Also, and, the photo is miserable. Well, the photo is like all the theater cast, like the the cast of the show is being very chummy and like a very like expectedly theatrical way, where it's like we love our our co stars, and then Nicole Scherzinger is like, "Hi, uh, I'm here on loan." Uh, which one's next? Hi, Who Weekly. This is Superfan Alice. 
I am calling because I feel like you guys really ignored something important when you were talking about Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert, which is that he delivered their baby with his bare hands and tied off his the baby's umbilical cord with a pair of headphones um, at home, it, which is amazing. And kind of like, I remember Tiana Taylor's Super Sweet 16 for sure, but I think that's like was a big moment for her in the past little while. So um, just updating you guys. Thanks. Bye. Um, this was very important. And I had completely forgotten about this. I remember when this was on TMZ, when I really didn't know who either of them were, spe- especially Iman Shumper, because what do I know about sports? But then I... This is a great fact. And I'm really mad that we didn't know this. Yeah, it's really it's really embarrassing for us. On her On her Instagram, she wrote, eyes full of tears and barely able to speak to the emergency operator, Iman Schubert tied a pair of red headphones around the umbilical cord and the ambulance made their grand entrance five minutes later. I love it. There is nothing more 2016 than tying off an umbilical cord with a pair of red headphones. <laughs> right? Is there not? Well, the only thing that's more 2016 is putting that on Instagram or maybe Snapchatting it. True, but also this happened in 2015. So nothing more 2015. It's just like, it's one of those... Honestly, like any time that a baby is delivered not in a hospital, it seems unreal. And it seems like yeah. something that's sort of the opening act of a movie where it's like, well, this is this is what sets the story off emotion. This baby was born in a very like uh, uh, abnormal way. And this is re- like this actually happens. It's this true, baby like, was born into his father's arms. Right. And he tied off an umbilical cord with what he had available and what he had available was headphones. Yeah, it's true. When a baby is born outside of a hospital, it always feels like a movie because that's the only place that I see babies born. Like if a baby's born in an elevator on the side of the the road, like in uh, like in that movie with Matthew Perry and Salma Hayek, when it's born on the Russian, yeah, when it's born on the 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 Hoover Dam, in Heart and Souls, born in a San Francisco trolley car. Uh, Remember that episode of Save the Bell when uh, Mr. Belding's wife has the baby in the elevator after the earthquake in L.A. No, but sure. And Mario Lopez uh, gets the, catches the baby from Mr. Belding's wife into, what's her name? Tori, the biker girl. Okay. Remember? Into her no. leather jacket. But it was like There's all he- a lot of details. All he had available was Tori's leather jacket. And it's like, oh, this is like Saturday afternoon sitcom shit. But no, it's real. Right. It happens. Yeah. So it is, it is weird to see when a baby is born outside a hospital- for yes. people like me and Bobby who watch too many TV shows and movies. It's cute. You got the towel? Oh, rather than that. Oh, okay, good. You're doing good. You're doing a good job. Is it a boy or a girl, sir? It's a little girl. It's a girl? Congratulations. All right, let's get to our first question. Hi, Lindsay Weber and Bobby Singer. This is Casey from New York. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about my favorite Today Show Who's. Uh, it's an old rumor, but it's kind of come to light again now that Natalie Morales was shipped off to L.A. and Access Hollywood and Billy Bush has her job at the Today Show. Um, but apparently she slept with Matt Lauer in London uh, and his wife made a public scene. Great who activities. Uh, and so she got the boot, and now Billy Bush is there, and apparently everyone is being mean to him and literally won't hang out with him or eat lunch with him on set. Um, why do I care about these people? I don't know. Maybe you could help me. Thanks. Say hi to Rita for me. Bye. 
once again, Bobby is faced with Billy Bush's thick thighs. <laughs> I mean, we're with thighs that thick. Who isn't faced with them? Let's talk about the Today Show. I feel like there is a lot of internal drama in the Today Show. But the thing is that with the drama on the Today Show is that who the hell cares and knows about the drama on the Today Show? Uh, well, that's a that's a that's a good way to start it. But also, our caller sort of explained everything on her own. The big rumor is that, I mean, this is uh, this rumor is years old, but the rumor is that Natalie Morales and um, Matt Lauer had an affair, and Matt Lauer's married, and it was found out by Matt Lauer's wife, and so a sort of compromise, which for a while was something that you could notice, but I guess if you believe this rumor, um, then the way you would sort of explain it away as that they realized people were getting privy to it and then changed it. But for a while, um, the way people would prove this rumor was by saying, if you look carefully, you'll notice that Matt and Natalie are never seated next to each other or standing next to each other. There's always a buffer. Right. There's always someone, there's always a buffer in between them, be it Al Roker, be it Savannah Guthrie, be it uh, uh, who else is on that? Willie Geist or or Tamron Hall or any, anyone. Um, and Carson for a, Daly. Carson Daly. For a while, that that was true. But I think by the end, before Natalie left for the West Coast, they would occasionally be together. But yeah, that was the rumor. I don't understand. What does she do on the West Coast? Why is she on the West Coast? So what value this is this is have? what I will say. This is my own like very um, non-insider knowledge, just speculation. I think Natalie just got a better job and a more lucrative like high-paying job on the west coast to work with was was it access hollywood another nbc property like entertainment property on the west coast mm-hmm, and i mm-hmm. think she probably wanted to change they probably paid her so much money to go over there and she was like fine like she lived in jersey one thing i noticed was in this week's tabloids which i read today two if not three of them had little feature articles on natalie morales's real estate and on like how beautiful her new what? apartment is where it's what? like you can almost you can almost sense a plant there where it's like guys natalie morales is happy but what my argument would be my opinion would be is that natalie morales actually is happy Right. What I'm saying is I don't think she moved to LA specifically right now because of pressure from Matt Lauer because this has been going on for so long. They're both adults. They've dealt with it for a while. I think she literally just moved because the offer was too good. Also, let's not lie. Matt Lauer is not really a catch recently. He's been fucking up majorly. People are anti-Matt Lauer right now. People are anti-Matt Lauer. Everyone loves Natalie Morales. Everyone loves Al Roker. Everyone loves Savannah Guthrie. Can't say that about Billy Bush. What about Carson Daly? I wouldn't say love. I would say everyone's indifferent towards him. I like don't understand what Carson Daly does on that show. That's why I keep bringing him up. It almost feels like he's on it, but like I don't know what well, he's doing. Well, he originally started as like their social correspondent and he would like basically read tweets and like tell people to hashtag things, but now he's <laughs> more of an active member of it and he's good. I mean, Carson Daly's good at being a host he is good he is good i mean as far as i'm concerned the today show is hoda and kathy kathy and hoda right. and really no one else i don't see their identity as anyone else but to but to comment on billy bush i 
Okay. I feel like, well, also, Willie got an offer he couldn't refuse. Willie got the MSNBC offer. So Willie's spending more time on MSNBC, so he had to leave, even though Willie was the best part of today's take. So Willie's gone. They had an opening. They brought in Billy Bush. It was all this very incestuous, like, NBC shit. So they brought in Billy Bush because Billy Bush gets what he wants because he's a Bush. The Today Show has a precedent for for getting Bushes. They already have Jenna Bush. What's Jenna Bush Hager. 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 She's terrible. She's terrible. And But I got to say, though, it's just funny to me that this Billy Bush is an outcast stuff that is very must be very real because it keeps coming up that yeah. no one likes Billy Bush and he has to like hang out alone yeah. like no one sits with him at lunch or whatever. It's very, very must be very true. But also who are we kidding? Billy Bush is fine. But there was there was a really intense. I was watching the Today Show a couple weeks ago and Billy Bush brought up his spat with Al Roker. Oh, God. And it was really uncomfortable. Like, he was trying to make a joke about it, and Al wasn't having it. Yeah, because Al's like, move on. Al's like, move on. Who cares? Al's like, I've been doing this for 100 years. I forgot about this already. Yeah, like, my life is not this anymore at this point, Billy Bush. Welcome to the club. Like, take a seat. All right, we're back now with more of today's take. As mentioned, I missed you guys in Rio, we but occasionally on my vacation, I turn on social media. Do you turn it on? You log uh, in, whatever. Oh, I go increasingly on. less. The other day, I log in, and Al Roker is trending. There are memes of Al Roker shaking this drink and ding, ding, ding. What, what happened, please? On Friday, we were talking about Ryan Lochte, yeah. and... and you know, cafe.com. <laughs> it was the, the, the sound effects. If it wasn't so driving me nuts, it was it was pretty funny. But uh, you know, we were talking about Ryan Lockey and whether you know he lied or not. And we got into an uh, 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 discussion. A discussion. I think yeah. a discussion. And and people, I think what what happened was people don't know that a we're friends. We've known each other of for course. a long time, mm-hmm. and that this is what we do on this show. Uh, uh, but I think because this was such a uh, a big deal. You yeah, know, I think people were paying more attention mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, my goal was to, and you know, I spoke with uh, our boss ahead of time. I said, "Look, my goal is to play a little devil's advocate here because some, just so we don't have, you know, three opinions the same." All right, we got to move on. Next call before Billy Bush sends you a tweet at Bobby Finger. Hey, a friend <laughs> pointed me to your podcast. <laughs> Stop. No. Uh, okay, I'm playing the next call. Jesus. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, I just decided to call you guys because, well, first I looked up the long distance charge because I'm in Canada and I was like, well, if it's four dollars, I'm not calling you. But it's a dollar ten, so I'll take that. And I was calling to ask you if the show The Great British Bake Off is a who or a them. It's definitely my favorite TV show on this planet and like I can't figure it out. So any advice would be helpful. So yeah, thanks guys. Love you. Before we answer your question, can I say for the long distance callers, for anyone international, I set up an iMessage email that you can actually send voice notes to so you don't need to call us on the normal telephone and spend your hard-earned money to leave a message about the Great British Bake Off, okay? It's the, the email is who at whoweekly.us and you can just send a voice note to it and I'll get it and – I think that will be a better situation for everyone. Yeah, although, can I say I'm honored to know that we're worth a dollar ten? That's great. That's real money. I mean, we weren't worth whatever the first price four bucks was. <laughs> that she said she was not going to pay over yeah. four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But a dollar ten, hell yes, and I'm happy to be worth a dollar ten. 
So um, now onto the call. Is the Great British Bake Off a who or a them? Absolutely a them. It's hard to say whether a TV show is a who or a them, but this show is well-loved in England and the United States now. Yes. Right? I've only seen the episodes that are available to, like, American Netflix subscribers. Right. I love it. I get it. And I think it's a them. Everyone talks about this show. It's a Netflix sensation. And honestly, proof came when the two hosts announced that they were leaving. I think it was today or yesterday. Yesterday. Mel and Belle, whatever. Mel and Sue. Mel. Mel and Sue. Mel and Sue. <laughs> Mel, Mel and, and Sue Belle. announced they, whatever. I who cares? When they announced that they were leaving, the uproar was so loud and crazy that I feel like it really solidified this show as them because people really care and watch it. Yeah. But it was funny because when the show first came out, everyone hated them. Oh, I didn't know that. They were like these awkward hosts. But I guess then they became endearing when you watch too many episodes of the show as if as you can when you just kind of uh, when you do the Netflix thing, which yeah. is you just watch all of them at once. Anyways, it's definitely a them. It's definitely a them. And what I will say is that when I started watching the show as an American person, I didn't know who Mary Berry was until I started watching the show. And so after watching whatever that was, one or two seasons, I was like, wait a second. How famous is Mary Berry? Because people are treating her like she is God. And she's I looked Martha. Her up. She's Martha. She's Martha, but she's even Martha. She's Martha, but even more famous, even older. So she's had more time she's to Julia like. She's Julia Child. Right. She's Julia Child of Julia Child We're Still Alive. She is I did not realize that she was like a huge A-list. Um, or sort of uh she transcended lists. She's so old. She's been around for such a long time and beloved yeah, by so many generations. She's incredibly famous. She's real. Like that show is real as far as I as far as I understand it. Honestly though, I can't vouch for Paul Hollywood. I still don't know what <laughs> that guy's deal is. Let's not lie. It's a wonderful pudding. It's made from things that you're likely to have in the cupboard and it uses the whole egg. It uses up the breadcrumbs. It's it's a good pudding. What you're going to show is a definitive recipe that you invented back in the 1600s of how cheeky, to actually make these cheeky properly. cheeky as usual. <laughs> um Next we should call. move on. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. Okay. Um, who is Hari Ness, I think? I think that's how you say her name. I don't know. I keep seeing her everywhere. And people are constantly like, she's amazing, but will not tell me why she's amazing. So, um, fill me in. Thanks. Let's start by saying the reason why Hari Neff is everywhere is because she's primarily a model and it's fashion week. Right. She's a model. It's Fashion Week. And she was on Transparent. She was on Transparent. She played the, like, vintage version, the great-grandmother or the grandmother. I forget now. She played the the grand... She played Jeffrey Tambor's mother's uh, sister. Oh, so so the, the aunt. Their aunt. So she was Gabby Hoffman's... Great aunt. Great aunt, yeah. I guess that's the way. Because she was Gabby Hoffman's grandmother's sister. So great aunt. Yeah. Right. And so she. And she had that incredible scene in the first episode. The first episode where she was on the balcony with Gabby Hoffman. And then the other amazing scene in the Man on Land episode. So what's the deal with Hari Neff? Hari Neff is a trans model. 
mm-hmm. who is from my hometown, actually. She's two years younger than me, and we went to high school together. But She's, I... Lindsay, you're wrong. She's way more than two years younger than me. What do you mean? Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> She's seven years younger Lindsay, than you're me. Not, Lindsay, you're not 25. Are you sure? She is 23 years old. That's what I was telling you. She's young. I thought I was 25. No, she's way younger than me. She's seven years younger than me. I'm 30. I I didn't know she was until Transparent. Um, I didn't know who she was until Transparent either. I honestly, even though she's from my hometown, I really didn't know a lot about her. Right. She just, um, she was the first, I remember when this happened because I follow Hari on Twitter. She was the first openly transgender woman who has ever been on, and then I'm quoting this from Wikipedia right now, on the cover of a major commercial British magazine when she was, was on the cover right? of Elle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was one of those um, issues where there were several different covers that you could get, and she was one of them, but still, she was on the cover, just her, which is really cool. And yeah. she's great and transparent. And honestly, like, I literally couldn't tell you more than that, but it's a very modely thing where models are i'm spitballing here but models are are sort of a frustrating category of who because they don't do much like press or promo you just see them so they're they're more yeah. frustrating because you just so see them like, everywhere why is you're she like, everywhere who are and it's like oh because they're beautiful they look good in clothes and uh, well, she's also like she's a really good writer. She's written for a lot of places, so she she's written about being transgender a bunch, and so I think that's also oh well, yeah. But I'm just saying models generally. That's true. That's like why a Miranda Kerr is such like a th- and Carly Kloss, where you're like, I don't know what you do. You just model, right? When the answer is like sh- they're models, yes. And that's why New York Fashion Week is so frustrating because you're just like, they're everywhere. And, you know. Hari Neff, you're going to see more of her in the future, too. Like, Hari Neff I'm is, sure. like, just becoming more and more famous. Um, yeah. Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Vanessa calling from Florida. And I wanted to know who Kate Upton is. I think I mistakenly confused her with Amber Heard. And after this whole news about the NFL that she didn't agree with the protest that they were doing, I was like, Amber Heard would never say that. And uh, that's why I was like, no, they're two different people. I feel like I think Kate Upton was in a term, you know, and what are those movies called with Shia LaBeouf? The Transformer movie. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. So if you could enlighten me on who Kate Upton is, uh, that would be great. Thanks. You guys are the best. Bye-bye. No, but yeah, this is this is kind of an extension of what I was saying earlier, is that for a long Another time, model. she's a model. So it's like, it's easy to not know she is because all you do, you only see pictures of them. No, but let's be, but Kate Upton's different. Okay, so Kate Upton. But for a while, for, Kate Upton wasn't. Kate Upton for a while was like the pre-Emily Ratajkowski, Emily Ratajkowski in terms of she was like the hottest model in the world. Like she mm-hmm. was like, she had like big boobs and she was a model and she was representative of like a bigger model in a way like where she was a kind of a uh, a Victoria's Secret type model but she was doing high fashion modeling too so she became this Mm -hmm. like representative of like the it girl model like transcending like traditional model boundaries yeah right but the thing about her is since then it's kind of calmed down she's like less kind of known I guess I would say like even Chrissy Teigen kind of took her place because she was also seen as kind of like a cool girl mm-hmm. and Chrissy Teigen's cooler, way cooler. Um, but what happened was the reason why you're asking about Kate Upton this week is because Kate Upton tweeted, which 
arguably she shouldn't tweet. Well, people shouldn't tweet in general. I shouldn't tweet. You shouldn't tweet. Well, that's true. She she also isn't. She's dating Justin Verlander, who's a sportsman. Oh, I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, he's like a big. I feel like we talked about him. Maybe he. Uh, well, first of all, his Twitter bio is a quote from Anchorman. If that says anything about <laughs> his brain, but I think he is a. Uh, hold on, Justin Verlander. I want to say he is a quarter. Uh, nope. Oh wow, I'm an idiot. He's a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> so he's so he's baseball, not football. You know what? Like, w- does it matter? Does it matter either way? So Kate Upton retweets. So Kate Upton, let's let's talk about. This. She's kind of in sports because her boyfriend is a sportsman, so she has opinions about sports. On September 11th of this year, a very controversial day. She retweets Sports Center, who tweeted about how several uh, Miami Dolphins players took a knee during the national anthem, which is a topic of conversation because, as you know, about Colin Kaepernick, who also took a knee during or, you know, didn't uh, – did he not cross his heart? What, he just he just didn't – he didn't say the national anthem, right? I was hoping you would know about this because I have not <laughs> been following this story at all. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick is a – this God, we, like, are so bad at sports. But I know about this because it's a big deal. Colin Kaepernick is a football player. He uh, he sat during the national anthem. This was a big deal. And everyone got really mad took, because how dare okay. he? he? I don't know if took a knee, sat, whatever. He was down. He was not doing what you're supposed to be doing during the national anthem. So to support him, to support the cause, because, like, half of America, like, tried to kill him uh, – all these Dolphins players took a knee. So Kate Upton, back to Kate Upton, <laughs> model, retweets this this news and writes, right, she writes, this is unacceptable. You should be proud to be an American, especially on 9-11 when we, su- we should support one another. Okay. So, okay. And then people arguably were not happy about that. So she retweets it again and says, Protest and speak your mind whenever you want, but during the 120 seconds, you should support the people who protest our freedom. Oh, sorry, who protect our freedom. So basically what people said is that if you're American, you should also have the um, the right to protest. It's not just about, you know, you should also be allowed to not stand during the national anthem because protest is as important of American value as patriotism or whatever. Sure. And then... She Instagrammed another defense, and then Soledad O'Brien tweeted, and she retweeted her and said, read my Instagram post. And then she retweeted someone else. Basically, she literally retweeted herself into hell um, a thousand times, defending what she had said about this thing, which I think she thought that would have been an easy win. Right. She was so wrong. Like she could, she probably could have thought she was tweeting like "I love pizza." It's like, oh, the, I'm gonna get so many retweets and faves for like tweeting "I love pizza" because I'm a model. Mm, bacon. <laughs> so she re- so she tweets like "America, fuck yeah," essentially, and but no, uh, she did not get the support that I think she expected. Right, because she was everyone. saying like, "I understand protesting, but don't protest now. Don't protest here." And then everyone was, was like, like, "Excuse okay. you." Right. Yeah, it's like also he's not protesting just to like be a jerk. He's protesting for a reason. Yeah. It's just uh, anyway. Yeah, so now then she's, yeah. But then she started getting like 
I don't even want to read all of them. Sorry, I wasn't clear. She I don't just even got re- really nuts. She got really nuts because it was she got trapped in 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 the vortex that so many people do when they tweet something without thinking that is stupid and um uh, uh, ignorant and when they get called out for it, they have to keep defending themselves to the <sighs> point that they just bury themselves further and further into this hole. Yes. And yes. that's what happened. And instead of stopping, she kept going. Um, and she has been completely destroyed for it on Twitter. And I don't and I don't want to read these tweets because don't, don't, I just won't. Don't. But it's really easy to see what people were saying about her. Um, but that is why she's been the, been in the news. You got it? Do you get it now? Yeah. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. This is Lindsay from New York. Um, I just saw you guys retweet something about Douglas Booth and Belle Powley dating. And um, I have absolutely no idea who those people are. So if you guys could please inform me. All I know is that Belle Powley sounds alarmingly like Bell's palsy, which is an actual disease. Thanks, guys. Good born, Bella Thorne. <laughs> that's literally the first thing i thought when i saw bell powley um bell's palsy bell um so this caller Not Lindsay funny. and i are on the same wavelength because that was my first reaction um <laughs> douglas booth and bell powley are two young actors of um sort of varying levels of fame douglas booth has been in a shitload of things since he sort but of he's british so thing. it's like basically nothing but he's British, so he's some very like British things. So he's in a lot of like theatrical stuff. He, he was, has a very strong chin. He has a strong chin, and he has facial hair that doesn't look real. <laughs> wow. So he looks like a model. He looks like he would be a male model. Right. He has a very, very yes. strong chin. He kind of looks like Chase Crawford with a strong chin. Yeah. Uh, but he was the things he is known for. He was Pip. In that version of Great Expectations that was released in the UK, the one with Gillian Anderson, that everyone what? said was good, but I never watched. I think it was a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he was in the Shailene Woodley, uh, oh no, Haley Steinfeld, Romeo and Romeo Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, which and he was, was Romeo. awful. I it didn't was see it. so awful. It had a really good score. I listen to the score sometimes. It it's was really off. I watch it because I'm a sucker for any Romeo and Juliet type things, and it was just really, really boring. And he was in, remember LOL? Did we watch that together, like in 2011? I definitely watched LOL. I don't know if it was. The okay. Miley Cyrus, Demi Moore. Um, Mother-daughter. Mother-daughter movie. And he was like the the male love interest. for. But let's not lie. He like is not really a notable. I mean, no. he's been in stuff. He's British. He reminds me. He's a very. Um, I don't know if he was in Downton Abbey because every British person has to be in Downton Abbey. But he's a very Downton Abbey-esque actor where you see him everywhere. You see them everywhere. And you're like, oh, it's like another British guy. Well, they're in a movie together. That's what's happening. Do you know that? Yes. They're in a movie together that has a weird name. And I already forgot. It's called name. A Storm in the Stars. And it's yeah. about. Percy Shelley and Mary Wollenstonecraft. So it's about her. But it's funny because he's the male love interest and the the female love interest is not Belle Polly. It's Elle Fanning. Oh, Elle, Fa- Elle Fanning is Mary Shelley? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Belle Polly, the only reason you would know she is is she was in that movie Diary of a Teenage Girl, which I did not see, but everyone appears oh, to have loved. fantastic. That's the one with Kristen Wiig as the mom. Yes, but Belle Polly, uh, whatever, Belle, whatever her name is, she's freaking fantastic. She's so good. She's so like 
brave. I know that's weird to say, but like there's a lot of kind of like weird racy stuff that I could tell if you maybe someone else got the script, they'd be like, uh, this is like weird and uncomfortable. But she is really, really, really good. Um really haven't good. seen it, but yeah, they're just like young who it's funny because they're this, successful. This, this Mary Shelley movie has other people like them in it, including um Tom Sturridge. Which one is he? Um, he's like another British person that I like unrecognize. Is he the British Harry person. Potter? I don't know. And also Maisie Williams. Is oh, Maisie Williams. Yeah. So it's like a very that type of movie, yeah. like young upcomers. This is our last call. It is perfect. We don't have a response, but um, it's so good. It is. I don't. I don't want to play favorites, but this may be the best call that I've ever heard. Um, let's play it now. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. I think I found a way to decide if you are a who or a them, and it involves Siri. So if you ask Siri, how tall is Daniel Craig? Let me check on that. Daniel Craig is 5 feet 10 inches tall. But if you ask Siri, how tall is Army Hammer? Checking on that, here's what I found on the web for how tall is Army Hammer. So if you're a them, Siri can say how tall you are directly. If you're a who, all Siri can do is Google your question. I love the show. Thanks. Goodbye. I've listened. I've listened. I've listened to that call like three times it's so funny that was a perfect call that's a great way to end it uh we'll see you on s- monday yeah we'll see you monday we have so much more to talk about oh God, i realized so much. always last week we like skipped over some stuff we need we have stuff that we need to get into yeah our doc is getting uh pretty dense um so thanks again and see you next week bye bye <laughs> you will yeah, yeah, yeah. they want to know hey Once again, Bobby is faced with Billy Bush's thick thighs. (laughs) With thighs that thick, who isn't faced with them?